What is up, Gen X? Welcome back to the water cooler. You know, one of the coolest things about growing up Gen X was all of the cool things that we were able to experience in their in their height of their powers or in their glory days. For example, the NBA. We lived through the golden era of the National Basketball Association in the 80s and in the 90s. All of these superstars, all of the great teams, the dream team in 1992, we saw the best of the best. Likewise, there are many movies and genres where we saw sort of a golden era. All of the coming-of-age movies in the 80s, all the John Hughes movies, that was that was the best of the best. Same thing with the action movies of the 90s, grunge music, and uh, in particular, rap and hip-hop. What we experienced was the the peak of that art form. Now it's it's very mainstream. It's kind of uh, watered down. It's very almost corporate. Uh, it doesn't have the personality that we were able to grow up with. For example, Run DMC, LL Cool J. I mean, these guys were kind of Renaissance men, right? They they created the art form. And then in the 90s, you had Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. They perfected it. They, they took it to another level. One of the guys that also came out of that time period was Busta Rhymes. You remember this guy? Uh, he's he's one of those guys that just was oozing cool and and you, you just you knew who he was but, you know, by the sound of his voice. Well, he was in the news recently. And in one of his concerts he kind of went on a little bit of a a monologue and he's taken some heat for the things that he said. And you know, coming from someone like him, and the fact that he took the time out of his getting back on tour to say this, it's just something that kind of piqued my interest. He said, No human being is supposed to tell you you can't even breathe freely. F your mask. If that doesn't cut against conventional wisdom, I'm not sure what does. He also says, Stop trying to take our civil liberties away. Energy is important. I... He got a lot of backlash for this. There were a lot of people that were not happy with Busta Rhymes for coming out against uh, mask mandates. And a lot of people say he's against masks in general. I don't read that into what he said, um, but that's naturally where a lot of people go uh, with that. But it's just something that made me take notice because if you think about from a civil liberties perspective, the African-American community no more than any of us what it's like to either have freedoms taken away to not have full civil liberties or to have to fight for your civil liberties so when he phrased it in that way it it made me take note and i think there's a lot of uh, a lot of weight to what he was saying there's there's a lot of uh, validity there in particular how he's when he phrased it, that no human being is supposed to tell you that you can't even breathe freely. You know what? Amen. He, you know, he's right. And as I was thinking about, about it and mulling it over, uh, it just made me think more and more how completely and firmly against mask mandates and vaccine mandates that I have become. And that seems to be taking center stage more and more this week. 
Now, we're not going to be talking about any follow-up to the Afghanistan nonsense. That thing is a is a bed of coals. That thing's still smoldering. We'll, we'll catch up on it later. But you know, this week, I need to take a break from from all of that stuff, and mainly because we've had a lot of a lot of dust up as far as mandates are concerned. Yeah, I I saw where. A poll of, of Americans regarding the lockdowns. Apparently, 56% of Americans now think that lockdowns did more harm than good. I think that's kind of an encouraging sign. It's something that I've been I've thought for about 18 months. About the first weekend after the lockdowns happened, I remember thinking, "What are we doing?" So this is and this is something that's kind of lurched that way <clears throat> heavily in the in the past months. And I think more and more people are beginning to see <clears throat> that. The harm that was done far outweighed what we expected the benefits to be. I also saw this past week that uh, my little sweetheart Carrie Underwood uh, had some backlash. <clears throat> Speaking of backlash, like Buster Rhymes had, although hers was a little bit, uh, a little bit stronger. Now she took a lot of heat for on Twitter. <clears throat> she liked a video by uh, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire where he gave a speech at a. A school board meeting in Tennessee, where I believe he lives now, and he gave a very impassioned address about mask mandates and how you know they defied science, they were selfish, and they only made adults feel better, and blah 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 blah. And, and I'm sure it didn't change any hearts and minds. I'm sure people are already going to think what they want to think about it. But I thought he made a lot of salient points, and it was it, it was humorous. Carrie Underwood. Liked it on Twitter, and it was the predictable backlash uh, came uh, from it. So it, it just it was a reminder between that and between Carrie Underwood and Busta Rhymes that if you are a celebrity of of any kind, whether it's a country music artist or a rap artist or an actor or whatever, if you cut against the expected grain and you come out publicly in opposition to what they think the orthodoxy tells you you should, you are going to face some very public and very intense heat for that. And we definitely saw that this past week with Carrie Underwood and Buster Rhymes. I think it's bizarre. I, I don't know why that is. I mean, I, I think I know why it is, but I mean, it's, it's really nothing more than fascism, right? I mean, they... You, want to control what they think certain people should think. And if they don't, then there certainly will be hell to pay. Now, speaking of celebrities, I did have to snicker a little bit at Melissa Joan Hart. And she had a meltdown. I don't know if you saw this. Apparently, Melissa Joan Hart tested positive this past week for COVID-19. And she had a meltdown. (laughs) And of course... Like anybody today, for whatever reason, they feel like they need to publish that stuff on the internet. I don't get it. Again, I'm not a celebrity, but I don't get why you feel like you need to publish these types of personal and passion moments, but she did. What I found peculiar, though, is the fact, along with the fact that she is fully vaccinated, but she railed against her children's school district because they do not mandate uh, the wearing of face masks. Now, in the mind of Melissa Joan Hart, apparently, this is the reason she tested positive for the virus. Um, 
couple of weird things with that. It's funny how when someone tests positive, they immediately go to non-maskers as the culprit. Um, I don't know that her pathology proved that that's where it came from. What's more, the absence of a mask mandate does not preclude Melissa Joan Hart or anybody else to send your children to school with masks. I I would be willing to bet that her children's school district would allow her children to wear masks if they so choose, or they would allow her children to wear masks if she prefers them to wear masks. But I'm guessing maybe that didn't happen. Kids didn't wear the masks. And for whatever reason, that's what she blames as her coming down with the virus. So I, again, critical thinking seems to not be in vogue right now, but so much for, for uh, Sabrina. I also saw Governor Greg Abbott of Texas uh, tested positive, and of course there was a lot of grave dancing going on and a lot of shaming because you know the mask mandates in Texas have been lifted for months and months. Uh, he though is fully vaccinated, therefore I don't I, I find it really odd that everybody's railing against him, say you got what you deserved wear the mask. Well, I mean, I'm guessing he probably did at certain points. I mean, he certainly was vaccinated. So why the hate on him simply because he won't force his state to wear masks? I, I find that really, really bizarre. And you know, as we see spikes in infection rates and hospitalization rates are going up uh, predictably, and people now are beginning to lose their minds again. And I don't have the patience for more COVID panic. I really, really don't, and for a number of reasons. And hopefully I'll be able to remember them all now. But, yeah, there's certainly a rise of infections. But one of the interesting things that I noted was there's also a rise of infections in Israel. Now, Israel, by all standards, has been doing everything very, very right. You know, they are by far the highest percentage of vaccinated uh, citizens in the entire world and they have had aggressive mask policies but they have seen a significant rise in infections in Israel Um, they're masking fully vaccinated and they're seeing a rise in infections okay Um, I don't know but at least in the United States they're seemed to be one inflection point that I read about, and it was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, and it centered around a gathering on the 4th of July. There's you know, predictably different parties and events that are happening around the Independence Day weekend. Likewise, in Provincetown, you know, thousands were gathering to celebrate, and they had a significant spike in the coming days of infections in in that area, and particularly amongst those who attended the, this uh, this gathering, and of the 469 who were infected with the virus, three quarters of them were fully vaccinated. Uh, you know, how could this be? How could this be? Now, I I also saw it was probably the most one of the more fascinating things of, of the week, and again, it's it's just couldn't continued the pattern of what we've 
seen throughout this whole ordeal. And that's if you wait a, a few days or weeks or months, you're going to see some study or some evidence that shows the exact opposite of what we were told was science. And this past week, that fell squarely upon the plastic shield usage that we've seen so prevalent all over the place. Now, I did notice a couple of months ago that in the grocery store that I go to, they quietly just started eliminating the plastic dividers between the in the checkout line between the customer and the cashier. That was interesting. Didn't really care. You know, we, we fully opened as a state. No mask mandates. Okay, fine. I just kind of quietly went away. Now, at work, though, where I definitely continued to see it was in our testing area. Now, we are required to take a COVID test once a week. And when we go there, we check in, we give them our name, and, and we go into the different booths where we take our rapid test. And when we check in between between those of us who, who work there and, and the nurse that's checking us in, there was this big plexiglass barrier uh, separating, and you give your name, she checks you in, and off you go. Well, this week, that barrier was gone, and it was just very ironic and ironically timed right after the release of this study regarding the effectiveness, or other, I should say, ineffectiveness, of these plastic barriers that we've seen all over the place. You've seen them in stores, restaurants, schools, I mean, just about everywhere. You know, plexiglass hanging from everywhere. Apparently, this study showed that these barriers did little to nothing to prevent the spread of the virus. And in fact, they likely made it worse. And the reasoning being is apparently in your average indoor space, in your average indoor room, air with proper ventilation, air circulates in your average room about every 15 to 30 minutes. Well, when you put up these plastic barriers and air does not move around as freely, it significantly lengthens the time for air to recirculate. What's more is it gives the air opportunity to stagnate within these barriers and if someone has a virus or someone passes through with it that virus and that air is going to stagnate and not move around and get out of that space you know airplanes for as as much as you would think is the opposite <clears throat> they are actually quite safe and clean as far as air quality goes because they circulate that air very quickly very often they filter it like crazy and they don't have these particulates stagnating like you do elsewhere. And with the use of these plastic screens, these studies have shown that it does not prevent the spread. In fact, it even makes it worse. And coincidentally, I saw that disappear in the testing area at work. Made me laugh, made me giggle. But I thought of that in light of these infection rates that are rising amongst those, particularly amongst those who are vaccinated, and also amongst areas where mask mandates are put in place. Now, if you look at the rates of infection you know, per million, there, you can see these graphs all over the place. But invariably, you will, in all of these graphs, they, they tend to spike around the same areas last summer and into last winter and, and now again this summer now. 
they all tend to have a very similar spike and dip pattern. And they highlight in these graphs each point along the way where mask mandates were put in effect. And invariably, you'll see all these mask mandates put in prior to and during all of these peaks, which essentially show that these mask mandates have little to very no effect or no discernible effect on slowing the spread of of the virus and slowing these infection rates. Now, that, again, that doesn't mean that masks don't work, doesn't mean they're stupid, whatever. What it does mean is that these mask mandates, whether it's a federal mandate, state mandate, work, school, whatever, do not have the desired effect to slow infection rates. Therefore, why are we doing it? Why are we forcing people to do all this crap? Why? I don't know. I mean, it's like you get this idea that a fifth grader would think of, and then when the data does not show it, it impacted, you think you would stop. But no, we continue to be running this fool's errand and think that it's it's going to continue to make a difference. And it simply doesn't, and I don't understand. And I'm equally confused when I, when I listen to Anthony Fauci. Every time he talks, he gets dumber and dumber. But I saw this quote from him from CNN in, in June. In fact, this is June 3rd on CNN. He said, I feel fairly certain you're not going to see the kind of surges we've seen in the past. Can someone point to me the, to the last time that this fool was correct about anything? I mean, why are we listening to this fool? Why are we allowing him to be our voice of policymaking? Why are we doing this? He is a moron. Nothing he says is correct. And if you just wait, he's going to contradict himself. So he is correct. I mean, I don't understand why this guy has any credibility with anybody, much less superiors and folks in the government. I don't get it. It's exhausting. But it never ends. I mean, these mandates never seem to end. And it doesn't seem like it's going to end with masks. I think the the vaccine mandates seem to be right around the corner, as evidenced by the fact that this past week the FDA gave their approval to the Pfizer vaccine. Now, it's not going to change a lot of hearts and minds, I'm sure, but I, I think at least on some level, to their credit, it it gives a little bit more weight behind it, a little, a little more validity behind it. That being said... These institutions have failed us so much and so often in the past 18 months. I don't know that their approval is going to be changing a whole lot of minds. It's at least kind of interesting. But if nothing else, I think it signals the gateway to vaccine mandates now. I think the floodgates are going to open up as as this happens. Because likewise, this past week, just prior to the FDA announcing their approval of, of Pfizer, they also suggested a second booster or a third booster essentially happen nine months after the second dose, whether it's the the Pfizer vaccine or the Moderna vaccine. Nine months after a second dose. Now, if you have your tinfoil hat on, there's a lot of people who rail against Big Pharma that this is just a reason to to sell more. I get that. Or you could argue that this is something that's 
it shows that the efficacy of these vaccines is not that great. It's very, very temporary, and they're just desperately trying to keep up with this. I mean, it, it, there is part of, pardon me, that feels like this is like sprinting to keep up with a speeding car. But again, it might just be the nature of these types of vaccines. Who knows? You know, the flu vaccines have been around a long time. People get them every year. It's not like you get one flu vaccine, you're good for life. Um, but this seems to be another example of needing to uh, to keep up with that. And this is not what a lot of people have had in their minds where you get this one vaccine and you're, you're good for life. You get this one vaccine, you're completely protected from being sick. You get this vaccine, you're protected from catching the virus. Or you get this vaccine, you're protected from spreading it. Now, all those things on some level seem to be false. But... There does seem to be, at least on some level, some benefit to taking the vaccines. And who knows if they're going to prove to be detrimental sometime in the future, but at least on some level, it does, uh, it does seem to have some effect. But of course, you wouldn't know that if you are in Israel, where you've seen the spikes of infections, and certainly will not notice that if you live in Australia New Zealand. In Australia, you know, they have lost their ever-loving minds, and in some weird poetic way, they seem to be circling back to an island prison, because you have now just these weird, weird pictures and stories of the police now enforcing lockdown mandates and making people physically remain in their homes. Now, there are people in Australia that are starting to protest against this, but you see the military pushing back. I saw this video of, of a soldier pepper spraying uh, a teenager, a preteen, who had a sign that says, let me play. You know, if you are someone in the military and you are pepper spraying a child who has a sign that says he wants to play and he is not showing any imminent physical threat or harm to you, think you might want to check yourself and rethink what you're doing because I'm guessing history will judge you to be on the wrong side. Um, who, who, I don't know if, if Australians are going to have too much more patience with this nonsense. Uh, little by little, we're seeing a lot of people lose their patience here in the U.S. with this crap. I mean, as we see these vaccine mandates roll out more and more all over the place, you know, New York, they're rolling out these these mandates and it seems to be some kind of medical apartheid you know in, in new york uh, african-americans are like the lowest um, rate of uh, receiving the vaccine i think they're like 17 percent, something like that so 83 percent of african-americans in new york can't go to restaurants or movies or plays or whatever i mean just that's bizarre to me you know i i, I don't think it's it's worth it, especially for something that's the nature like of this virus but in new zealand they've really really lost it you know they their president in new zealand completely locked down the entire country when they had one case a single case now they since had more but this one case made them lock down completely you know a number of weeks ago i said stop moving the goalposts I, you know, I, and I asked the question, what is the game here? What's the, what's the goal? And I think it just by action, it it's clearly seems to be the goal is to have no positive cases of COVID anywhere. 
that's never going to happen. Not in my lifetime, not in your lifetime, likely not our kids' lifetimes. It's just not going to happen. This is not going to be eradicated. It's not going to be eradicated with a vaccine. It's not going to be eradicated with social distancing and hand washing. It's just not. Why are we focusing on mandating masks and mandating vaccines and locking people in their homes? Why are we not focusing on treating this thing and protecting the most vulnerable and getting on with our freaking lives. I don't understand it. We're at the point now, Gen Xers, where we are either starting to retire or in the next number of years, we're going to be retired. Do you want to be spend that rest of that freaking time scared and locked in our homes? I, I know I don't. Now, if you are scared, you are more than welcome to stay in. You are more than welcome to take all the precautions you want I am also welcome to not live my life in fear. I am welcome to go about my day and not be scared that something is going to infect me and kill me, even if it, even if it does. I might go out and catch it and end up in the ER and die. And you know what? That's my choice. I, but I choose not to be scared and not to be terrified. And I would definitely invite you to do the same. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. And if you don't want to do either of those things, then don't do them. But what you definitely should not do is be enraged if you see somebody with a mask. You should not be enraged if you see somebody without a mask. Same thing with vaccines. If somebody's getting the vaccine, it doesn't mean they're a sheeple. If someone doesn't get it, it doesn't mean they're a MAGA-waving radical. It just doesn't. There are so many reasons why somebody will want to get it, and there's so many reasons why somebody wouldn't, and none of it is your business at all. But again, that's just me as a Gen Xer saying whatever. Oh, quickly, there are some a couple of very in- interesting things this past uh, couple weekends in the NFL. You know, the preseason games have kicked off. I find myself being less and less interested, you know, with the national anthem nonsense and a number of other things. But, you know, this is a time of year when, you know, the the preseason is going on and a lot of fans, as far as the NFL, kind of tune out and don't really care. It's not like the preseason, some of the other sports, particularly baseball. There's not a lot of interesting developments within uh, preseason games in the NFL, maybe a little bit with some rookies and some guys you want to see, but they play so sparingly and not against starters. They're not running their full sets. It's not all that interesting. That notwithstanding, there were some brawls the past couple of weekends in the NFL, and it um, you know, made some notable, notable time in in retweets on on social media. The first one I saw, which was pretty wild, was in Los Angeles in a preseason game between the Rams and Chargers. The fight seemed to be amongst Rams fans, and there's this one big dude wearing an Aaron Donald jersey, and he's mouthing to a group of guys in front of him, and almost like he's kind of going to charge him, but whatever, and he's kind of walking away. And then this big friggin' Karen, two, three rows down, without saying a word, picks up a a cup of Pepsi, a big cup of Pepsi, Chucks it at the dude in the Aaron Donald jersey, and that guy loses it, and all hell breaks loose. He's swinging. These guys grab him. They just start pounding this guy, rip off his shirt, and the the brouhaha is on. The thing was just about to 
just about over, just about to dissipate, and all guys are you know, puffing up their chest, feeling big about themselves. And this broad throws this this Pepsi, and it is on. Likewise, this past weekend in Pittsburgh, there was a preseason game between the Steelers and Lions, and this one guy was kind of mouthing to this guy in front of in front of him, and whatever they're jawing back and forth, and then the woman starts screaming, you know, get the f out, and you know, puts her you know, her her finger in the guy's chest, and he kind of pushes her hand away, saying, you know, you know, don't touch me, and then she slaps him, and then he just starts swinging, just starts going crazy. And then it's on, and he's and this guy is taking on the two of them together. He's just beating them both. This woman and the and the guy she's with, he just starts swinging and just start start going at it. Now it seemed to be another case where again these two fools are John and John John, and then the the chick that he's with is the one that escalates it, and it becomes physical. It's bizarre. Again, it was this was just a, it's a very small sample. It's just two incidents. I'm just something worth keeping an eye on. Is this something that is going to be the norm? I mean, is this because people were not attending events like football games for so long that now they go and they just simply don't know how to behave themselves? I don't know. But I know at least in these two cases, they were acting the fool. And in both cases, it was the uh, ladies that uh, took things to another level. So who knows? Now, lastly, the, the, I saw one thing over the weekend, which I was very confused by, but you know, OnlyFans, you guys know this? I, it's, I don't know if it's an app or a site or whatever, but it's where either celebrities or wannabe celebrities can make videos or pictures or whatever, and most of them are, are very uh, lewd and you know, a lot of naked pictures and some even like kind of graphic stuff. Well, OnlyFans came out, this past weekend and said they were going to ban quote-unquote explicit material but they said that would not include just nudes it, whatever it, mainly like sex acts and stuff which it's it, i was just really really confused by it again i'm not sure what's on there or who uses it or whatever but in my mind if you're banning explicit stuff i mean that seems to me to cover all kind of nudity right i don't i, I didn't understand why why just you know certain nude pictures are gonna be, gonna be uh okay but other things aren't it just seemed really weird to me and then just as predictably they walked back on that and days later and said no 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 we're going to allow it for the sake of our creators blah 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 blah, blah. now i would not be surprised if this was all a stunt just to create a little bit of buzz or what have you, but I, I know this, and it's probably the, the old man in me now, it might be the get off my lawn in me, but if you're into something like that, might I suggest you try to strike up a, a relationship with, you know, a real person? I'm guessing that that's going to be a world more satisfying than looking at images on your phone or on your screen and rubbing one out and moving on. I'm just, just, you know, that's just, that may just be me. It may be the old man in me. It might be the Gen Xer in me, but I'm guessing that's going to be a world more satisfying than the OnlyFans. But again, I'm a Gen Xer. So what do I know? So that's it for this week. Hope you are doing well, Gen X. And you know, the summer's winding down quickly. So 
enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the last little bit that we have here before the Labor Day holiday comes around and uh, this you know, summer ends quickly and we suffer through the cold months and the long dark of Moria. But until then, enjoy your week and I will talk to you later. Shout out to Mr. Busta Rhymes and you stay cool, Jamax. <laughs>